0: Welcome to Stuff We Love Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Stuff We Love Podcast. I am Scott, and I'm happy to be joined tonight by Antonio, otherwise known as Why We Disney, on Instagram. Antonio, this is your second appearance on the podcast, and I welcome you back. How are you tonight?
1: I'm doing great, Scott. Thanks for having me back. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, no, it's great to have you here tonight. Look forward to talking some Disney, and uh, greetings to all of our listeners. We hope this uh, episode finds you well and, and staying safe and healthy. Uh, Antonio, like I do every episode, I, I want to ask you what you've been doing recently. How are you spending your time? What have you been watching, reading, listening to, all that stuff? So tell me what's going on.
1: Okay, interesting you ask what I've been watching. Because unlike, uh, I guess, the more popular answers, I haven't seen Tiger King. Mm. I haven't seen um, pretty much anything that you would see advertised immediately on the front page when you open the app up. Sure. But what I have been doing is I decided to go back And watch the MCU in chronological order.
0: Interesting. Okay. Including,
1: not even just the movies, including the shows. Wow. As well as uh, those uh, little
0: short movies like the snippets. Sure. I know what you're talking um,
1: about. Yeah, like the On the Way to Thor's Hammer or stuff like that.
0: Yep, yep. I I forget what those are called. A lot of that's invaluable on Disney+, Plus, right? Is that... uh... Uh, Yeah,
1: uh, well... The shorts were a little hard to find because I wasn't able to find the shorts on Disney okay. Plus.
0: Those are normally at
1: the end of the DVDs or the Blu-rays. Right. Um, but I was able, if you go digging hard enough, you can find them either on YouTube or some sort of sure video platform somewhere.
0: And where are you now? Have you finished rewatching everything or no? <laughs>
1: Not even close. Oh my gosh, Not even it's, close. <laughs> it, it's so much content now. Yeah. I mean, I remember doing this a few years back, and I was able to get through it pretty quickly. But okay. now, as far as the movies are concerned, I'm not even up to like Age of Ultron or anything. OK, I, I don't remember off the top of my head. The last movie I saw, I think it was The Dark World
0: of Thor. But right now, I'm on Jessica Jones, which I'm watching for the first time. Jessica Jones. I never saw that. Yeah, that's um, is the star of that. Is it Kristen Ritter? Is that her name? Who's the star of that? Jessica Jones? Oh maybe. I'm I'm horrible. At dark black uh, hair. Does she have dark black hair? Yeah, dark black yeah, hair. Yeah, that's her. She's a good actress. Uh-huh. I um I'm a fan of hers. I just never watched that. I um you are not the first person to tell me they're going back and watching the MCU. Uh you're you're the first person to tell me they're watching it that in depth where they're trying to get through everything, which yeah, is it's- <laughs> amazing. I'm very impressed actually. Um uh-huh. but it's interesting you say you're doing that with the Marvel movies cuz there's been a few DC comics movies I never saw before. And the other night I watched on HBO Max Justice League. I never saw Justice League. Uh I did not like it. I think now that, I mean, I've seen every Marvel movie. Mm. And while I'm not a fan of everyone, I'm a fan of most of them by far. They're better quality movies than the DC Comics movies are overall. I think they're better written, um, better, better presentation, a little less cheesy from what I could tell, if that makes any sense. Um, and there's things I like in DC comics in the movies, but the Marvel films are great. What is your favorite Marvel movie?
1: Um, favorite Marvel? Well, I know series wise, mm-hmm. um, as far as movie series, Captain America, I think just keeps getting better and better as the new ones come out. Right. Um, but favorite movie, uh, probably infinity war. I definitely liked it better than end game. I, yes. I enjoyed end game, but I wasn't the biggest fan of end game. <laughs> Right. um mainly because i just didn't like how happy the ending was but uh, but infinity war um infinity war was amazing i mean to to dumb it down i mean i don't know a spoiler alert uh, uh, I mean, yeah we're
0: past spoiler <laughs> alert but if you're listening and haven't seen these movies find another podcast <laughs> but but yes yeah, go ahead so,
1: i mean aside from the fact that i mean a critique for infinity war could be okay uh superheroes hear about thanos thanos arrives mm-hmm. thanos kicks their butt uh, superheroes handling their own thanos arrives thanos kicks their butt you know but in a in a more realistic sense it seems like that's the way it would go you know with all the power that he was able to um, especially
0: at first i grasp. mean that's the way i mean that's the way it had to go just in terms yeah. of superhero plot development but yeah. um usually in a in superhero movies when the bad guy arrives the bad guy dominates at first, and then eventually the superhero or yeah. heroes, in this case, are able to win the day. But uh-huh.
1: um, it's just that yeah. this at first was that entire film, which was was kind of cool, in right. that respect. You know, it's a different pace of things. Right. Um. But I, I think one thing I like, if we're comparing a Marvel to DC right now as far as their films, mm-hmm. is Marvel in each film tends to bring you more on an emotional roller coaster than the DC films like I find with Justice League specifically um it was very dark not even just the lighting which was very literally dark yeah um but just an entire mood of the film the whole way through I feel like you don't get
0: too much respite from that yeah there's not a lot of lighthearted moments in Justice League or many of the DC Comics movies I also another film I hadn't seen but I just watched the other night was Aquaman I never saw that which I'm
1: oh i haven't seen it either
0: i was yeah
1: am like, interested but i just had not gotten around to it
0: it um it's a long movie it's i think two and a half hours is what it came in at uh, uh jason momoa is a very good actor in that type of role i had fun watching him uh, the movie could literally in my mind have been 25 minutes shorter but okay. <laughs> i'll tell you this again this is not a major sport this is not a sport thing i'm not revealing anything about the plot no, that's but fine when he first appears in the movie he gets aboard a submarine to fight back against a group of pirates okay. and the camera shows him from behind and then he turns to the camera kind of looking over his head over, over his back mm-hmm. and he says permission to come aboard <laughs> and i just thought to myself <laughs> that is the perfect opening line for like and what would have been this horrendous 80s action movie or something like that it was awesome it was great it was really great
1: i, I heard good things about aquaman which is why I have- i was kind of interested in seeing it.
0: Yeah, I I do recommend it. My actually my only complaint with it was the length of the movie. I thought it could have been shorter, Uh, but I did enjoy it. I liked it immensely more than Justice League, and liked it more than some of the Marvel movies. I would say, but my my tastes in the Marvel movies are weird. You know, I'm a fan of Iron Man two, and
1: oh, that's that's awkward.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. Um, that that's not a popular opinion. (laughs) It's not a popular film choice. Uh, I. (laughs) I've I've said before that I think one of the things that draws me to Iron Man two, it has very much a Disney feel. When I watch the Stark Expo, it makes me think of the '64 World's Fair. Uh,
1: <laughs> oh, that, very much so. I can see that.
0: Yeah, and I like Mickey Rourke in that. I thought the best scenes with him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's so many great movies in the Marvel canon. So so you've been watching Marvel. What else have you you've been doing? Anything uh, else fun?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking of new stuff for my Instagram page. I know one thing I recently came up with was um, the Eliminator series I'm doing, which um, took a little while to set up, but I'm, I'm glad I'm getting that going. It's a it's a monthly game that I'm doing. It lasts about two weeks every month, so about half the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, for example, okay, the first Eliminator series I did was classic Disney snacks. Right. So I would put together 16 classic Disney snacks – And people would vote every day at around 1 o'clock Eastern um, which snack to vote off. And snacks would get eliminated one by one until there's only one snack left. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you can guess which snack ended up winning the whole thing. (laughs) Is it Dole Whip? Yeah, Dole Whip won the whole thing. Okay,
0: I'm not surprised. Good choice. Good (laughs) choice.
1: Dole Whip won the whole thing, although it wasn't dominating the whole way. Because Dole Whip didn't receive the least amount of votes until there were only like four snacks left. I okay. Think, and then all of a sudden they start receiving the least, which tells me that not everybody is on the Dole Whip bandwagon, mm-hmm. but the people who are,
0: are very, very much
1: Dole Whip fans.
0: What is your take on the Dole Whip in terms of your personal opinion on it?
1: I think it really depends on what kind of Dole Whip we're getting because you can, I mean, you can elevate it to various levels throughout the existing parks. I mean, Dole Whip by itself, it's so just a pineapple soft serve. I mean, that's sure. just that's just dole whip i i super refreshing at a hot day but yes i mean i, I like getting my dole whip um dole Whip like that is simple for me when i'm going from the grand floridian to the poly or vice versa from the poly to the grand floridian mm-hmm. on that walk that's nice but i do like the dole whip floats a lot better um they they add different uh, dole whip on top of like other ice creams and i think nachos and there's so many different variations that right. like some there's some sort of variation that somebody loves and mm-hmm. it all revolves around dole whip which is why it's such a popular snack and a staple um but then i had other people and i saw it uh quite often in the comments where they said they've actually preferred
0: the citrus swirl yeah over dole whip. It's, that's interesting um i'll tell you First of all, I'll say I prefer the Dole up to the Citrus citrus Swirl. That's a personal uh, take. But the one I prefer the most, two years ago at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, I had the lime ice cream flavor. That okay. was part of the Maleficent ice cream snack you could get. Uh, and sure. uh, it, was, it was delicious, the lime flavor. You wouldn't think so. You may think, oh, how is that going to be an ice cream? I loved it. Uh-huh. It was phenomenally good. <laughs> um, and and uh, Antonio, you mentioned your Instagram account. Before we go further, uh, I would like to tell our listeners that weren't listening back when you first appeared because we've had our subscribers subscriber numbers grow since then. Uh, right. That your Instagram page, the name of the account is Why We Disney. That's W H Y We Disney. Mm. And uh, let me just take a moment to tell all of our listeners tonight to follow you on there. You have one of my absolute favorite Instagram accounts. I was oh, telling Antonio tonight before we went on the air that his posts always put me in a good mood because the photos are beautiful, very clear, very clean, crisp photos. And <laughs> the text that you post along with the photos, it, it's, it's like a virtual trip to Disney with your posts. And we're very grateful for that, especially oh, wow. now at this, at this time. And uh, so for those of you that haven't done so already follow, why we Disney?
1: <laughs> Scott, thank you so much. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's true. I really mean that. Uh, uh I really enjoy your posts and, um, I thought tonight, you know, there's so much bad stuff going on in the world. I thought tonight we would just kind of have a fun theme park conversation. And we a whole miscellaneous discussion about different theme park topics. And um, what I was thinking of doing tonight was just throwing out ideas out there. And Antonio, feel free to do the same. And just talking about theme park stuff. Uh, before we begin, let me just say that I've begun watching the Major League Soccer Tournament, which is taking place at the Wide World of Sports in Walt Disney World.
1: Yeah, that and just started.
0: That started last night. Orlando beat Miami 2-1, to one, which was very cool.
1: Also an appropriate game to start with.
0: An appropriate <laughs> Considering the <games>. venue. <laughs> yes, I agree 100%. And what we've started to have today, literally just a couple hours ago, we're getting posts from the NBA players who are staying in Walt Disney World. And yeah. I don't know if you saw this tonight. Do you see the controversy of the Motel 6?
1: Um, I didn't see that. I know my, um, my co-worker was telling me about uh, these NBA players posting their meals. Yes. <laughs> and how uh, depressing those looked for the sake I of the bubble. You, <laughs> I, the,
0: they've been posting pictures of their meals. Yeah. And if you remember the, that that Fire Festival, which was going to be this crazy music festival that was a total bust. Yep. These people pay big bucks to go there, and they got these garbage meals. Yeah. It, it, the, the meals kind of look like that. They're better than the fire Festival meals, but they're uh-huh. not much better. I mean, fire uh, Festival
1: is what? Some bread and a slice of cheese in between? Yeah, this is
0: better than that, but it's not that impressive. Uh, uh-huh. Tonight, the big controversy. And as we speak, Motel 6 is trending on Twitter. And the reason it's trending on Twitter is because Rajan Rondo, who is staying at the Grand Destino, Hosted a photo of his hotel room and complained it was like a Motel Six. Ooh. I'm not. I'm not making that up. And people are bashing on Rondo now because Ooh. that's a beautiful hotel room. I stayed. It there in I mean, it is an insanely gorgeous hotel, and uh, it's a little bit out of touch to be posting that, uh, <laughs>
2: that
0: because people, some people, are never able to stay in a hotel like the Grand Destino. But that's why Motel Six is trending tonight.
1: That is a. Uh... That is shots fired 100%. <laughs> big time, <laughs>
0: the, big time. One of
1: Disney's newest uh, hotels and just compare well, it to Motel 6. I mean, it's
0: it's beautiful it's a, in there. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely beautiful. And, and Antonio, that actually led me to the first thing I wanted to ask you tonight. So here's my first oh, question sorry. for you. So right now, as we speak, the NBA players are at Grand Destino Coronado Springs, Grand Floridian and the Yacht Club. All great hotels. My question for you is, if you could stay at any one of those hotels, regardless of price, someone's someone else is paying for it, where do you stay?
1: Okay. Interesting. So, to preface, I have stayed at Grand Floridian. Mm-hmm. I have not stayed at Yacht, but I've stayed at Beach Club. Yep. Multiple times. Um, the only one I haven't stayed at is Coronado. And um, recently, actually, on my page, I did a... TripAdvisor ranking, so mm-hmm. like I looked at all the ratings, and um, Coronado, which is kind of what inspired, inspired the rankings that I did, um, Coronado ended up being the lowest rated hotel, a Disney World hotel and TripAdvisor, even lower than the All-Stars, which was a little shocking to me, shocking. but um, yeah, just as a preface, and I think Grand ended up being the highest of those three. For me personally...
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I mean, if I'm staying at the Grand Floridian room that I stayed at, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. which was um, my family's DVC, and we had uh, basically, we took a year off the prior year and we had all those points banked, and we weren't going to be able to take multiple trips that year. So we had to use like pretty much all of our points. Yeah. So we ended up staying at the Grand Floridian uh, two bedroom villas. <laughs> nice. For DVC. Beautiful. Beautiful. And that is so far my favorite room that i've stayed at in i mean it's kind of a little unfair i haven't stayed at a two-bedroom villa in any other uh resort yet but that was amazing i mean we had a balcony that faced right towards magic kingdom wow yeah and the balcony was stretched throughout all three rooms so you had the main bedroom on one side uh the second bedroom on the other side and then in the center you had the living area with the kitchen and the living room and all that and uh, full kitchen, as the DVC Villas have. And it was such an amazing room. Um, I, I like giving the cop I answer when I want to pick a resort of – well, it depends what my plans are for the trip. So, like
0: – This is just regardless of plans. <laughs> gut instinct about this yeah, hotel. It's, it's hotel. Ex-
1: okay, ready? First instinct, Grand Floridian. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's where I'm staying, And um, I think the reason for that, even besides the room – um, is because just whenever I visit particular hotels, um, Grand Floridian is one that I normally find myself spending a lot of time at, Right. uh, personally beach club is my favorite resort period. So it would be a little odd for me to not to pick Yacht Club because it's essentially the same place. Right. Um, you know, amenities, location, I mean, it's really just the room and, you know, how far you need to walk for epcot versus hollywood studios whatever but um yeah grand floridian is my gut instinct and i think the reason why i chose that at this moment is because uh uh, whenever i go to disney world i'm flying around all over the place at Mm -hmm. breakneck pace sometimes like i'll in one day i'll be at hollywood studios epcot grand floridian um contemporary wilderness lodge polynesian this is the actual day i've had you know where i'll be like everywhere right and Grand Floridian is one, especially the lobby, where I find myself just taking my afternoon break and just relaxing and enjoying the atmosphere. It's a great place for that. Very comfortable. Very and they comfortable have made a that. lot of recent changes, mm-hmm. too, with the uh, their upper level of the lobby with Enchanted Rose now, and they moved over some of the shops as well. Right. And, um, you know, with the live music, I think also the lobby has the most comfortable seating of probably... Any, I, I don't want to say any, but definitely one of the most comfortable seating in the Walt Disney World lobbies. Um, and then you have the DVC one, too, which I particularly like. The DVC has their own lobby, their own check-in sure. area,
0: their own concierge. I've seen footage of that on YouTube. It's very awesome.
1: Yeah, they have the um, the Mary Poppins fountain, too. Right, you've seen that's that? right. The, like penguins, the penguins, right? Is that, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah,
1: that's beautiful. They have coffee, free coffee down there, too, in that lobby. Right, um, right. Yeah, and... Uh, Especially so once they, um, I don't know if this has been delayed or not. I know construction has started back up at Disney World, but um, they're going to build that walkway finally (laughs) to Magic Kingdom. Um, Yeah, but I think gut instinct, Grand Floridian, this is how I'm feeling at the moment. My mind said, get comfortable, and that's the place that (laughs) I, I certainly like to get comfortable, which I think is also kind of weird because a lot of people I feel like find the Grand Floridian to be a bit stuffy and just not their style, you know, which I could totally
0: see. I could see that too, but it's a very, it's the word I would use to describe it. The word that came to mind right now is majestic, very majestic (laughs) Majestic. and and magnificent too. another uh, another Uh N word, but it is, it's, um, the lobby is breathtaking. I have never stayed there myself, but I've spent a lot of time there and I look forward to one day staying there. Uh, it's a gorgeous hotel. That I would choose the Grand Floridian too, because I've never stayed there. I've stayed at Yacht Club and mm-hmm. Coronado Springs. Um, I know for sure though, if you were sent to Grand Destino, you wouldn't think of it as a Motel Six.
1: I am not complaining if you send me to no. Grand <laughs> Destino. No. I actually posted um what, I think earlier this week, just about uh, the Barcelona lounge down there in the lower lobby. Beautiful.
0: It's and a and then how I love the,
1: the Dahlia. The Dahlia Lounge too up Yes. On the rooftop. Yeah. And um, what I didn't know is somebody mentioned in the comments that um,
0: I think they said they hold uh, art classes or like drawing classes up there in Dahlia Lounge. I didn't know that, I just, but uh-huh. I did spend some time there in January and at night on a clear evening, the views are insane. It's a great place to go <laughs> have a drink around dusk and you mm-hmm. could see everything from Epcot and the Swan and Dolphin all the way through mm-hmm. to Everest in the distance. Just yeah. remarkable views. And Ga- and Galaxy's Edge, you get a nice mm-hmm. view of Galaxy's Edge. It was really cool. One of the things I remember is when you're looking at Galaxy's Edge, if you look really closely, you could see the Slinky Dog coaster coming up for a little <laughs> bit at the height there before it goes back down. It's Just awesome. Just peeks over the horizon. Real yeah. A little. <laughs> yeah, literally. That's that's exactly true. Uh, uh, yeah, that,
1: that's funny they that mentioned that because my post ended up turning into um, a shout-out to the Dahlia Lounge views. Because, I mean, no one's – what I found most interesting because I described it as interesting, the most interesting view. Not the best because I've been on top of the rooftop in Contemporary. That's the best view in my opinion. For sure. But um, that view is the most interesting to me because nobody's really had that vantage point in Disney World up until Grandestino was erected because you're in such a central location. Like you mentioned, you look off to the left and you see – the Epcot Crescent Lake Resort area, like especially the Swan Dolphins, especially prominent. And if you look really close, you could see some of World Showcase as well. Yes. Through that. And then, uh, you keep traveling more towards your right. So towards like South and then do West and, um, you'll get Hollywood studios and you'll get even Blizzard beach. You can see summit plummet. Um, yes, that's true. And, uh, like all the way off to the edge, you could see Everest from a, a different perspective too. And, yeah, you, you never really see all of this from this vantage point, so it's just a whole new view, and it's it's so amazing, too. I feel like I'm leaving out something. There's something else you could see, but well, I've never got, seen the you back of Hollywood. Rock studios.
0: You have the Hollywood yeah. Studios, and uh, you could even see far into the distance some of uh, the hotels that are right near Disney World. You could get views of those, too. It takes you – I mean, that's how high up you are in the view that you get. Right, right. It's really awesome. Great, mm-hmm. Great hotel, great bar up there. Drinks are good, too. And uh, there's no bad choices with those three hotels. So as we're recording this right <laughs> now, there are NBA players in Disney World. And the the last thing I'll say about the NBA is that earlier today, Disney Food Blog tweeted a link to an article about an additional perk that the NBA players learn they're going to have, which are after hours experiences at the theme parks.
1: Oh, that's how they're doing it.
0: Yeah, they're doing that's that. They're able to. It's it suggested that they need to reserve those experiences if they wanted them. But in addition to that, they're going to have golf opportunities, boating and fishing opportunities, private bowling at Splitsville, and concierge yeah. service 24-7, pedicures. It's it's quite the Disney experience for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know um, people were talking about, okay, well, when they first announced it, are they going to be allowed in the theme parks Because then that's going to break the whole uh, bubble that they have because they're going to be out there with the public and everybody else. And right. After Hours was not uh, – an idea that popped in my head. That's an idea in hindsight that totally makes sense if you wanted to give them that
0: opportunity. Right when the yeah. parks are closed to the public, they'll have the chance. Yeah,
1: to go. they get the special event after hours. You know,
0: I should have um, been an NBA player. We, we, that's <laughs> what we should be doing right now.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I can't believe I chose against that path. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're young. You have time. You could you could you could fix that. <laughs> but uh, and and that brings me to my next question. So
1: sure,
0: let's say. You're in Disney World and someone says to you, okay, Antonio, tonight I'm going to treat you to dinner at any restaurant you want at Disney Springs. Where do you go to dinner?
1: Oh, Disney Springs. Excellent. Um, I have a huge list and I'm not going to name them all off, but I have a huge list of Disney Springs restaurants that I have yet to be, to dine oh, at. Okay. Um, Which I have been slowly checking off. And that list that I've checked off includes Homecoming, which is amazing. Yes. I do still want to go there for brunch. Um, Me too. Boathouse. I sat at their uh, their bar there. Yeah, I've Yeah, yeah. I haven't. I didn't have any of the seafood or anything, which apparently the, the clams are like really really good, which I enjoy clams. But I did. I ate there specifically for uh, this Fourth of July thing I was doing last year, which was trying out a bunch of burgers around Disney World, and they have an award-winning burger there.
2: Yes. Which
1: was actually my favorite of the burgers I tried. Another burger was. Um, the queso fundido at Coronado, funny. But um, anyway, okay. Uh, I am going to Disney Springs. I can eat wherever I like any restaurant. I am going to... See, my first instinct was Boathouse. Okay. And I, I want to pick that, but I also want to pick a place that I haven't eaten at yet. Okay. But on the other hand, I also feel like I haven't eaten there yet <laughs> because sure. I only t- ate there just for a burger. Although and you were at, yeah, at, at the bar. Yeah, I was at the bar too. So. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna say Boathouse. I'm gonna go. Yeah.
0: Good, great choice. Full, great choice. Full
1: Lou and so you gotta <laughs> eat at the Boathouse. You gotta eat Boathouse. Boathouse yes. is amazing. Um, yeah, because I do want to try their seafood, especially because I am a big seafood fan.
0: Seafood is phenomenal. If you like shrimp cocktail, it's the best I've ever had. I'm not. Wow. exaggerating that it is the wow. best shrimp cocktail i've ever had the lobster bisque soup is out of this world and i've had uh, over my times there crab cake salmon swordfish steak um i think i tried their scallops once
2: mm-hmm.
0: someone else at my table had and i think i tried it if i recall correctly can't go wrong it's my favorite restaurant in the world the boathouse I, I, I love that oh place. yeah <laughs> love that place i mean to me it's essential for every time i'm in disney world that's when i think the crazy thing is with Disney Springs, to me, when I think about my Disney World trips, I look at that just like I do the theme parks. I look forward to those restaurants and fun shopping experiences. To me, it's all part of the Disney vacation experience. That's how really amazing Disney Springs is. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask I, you, and, when you went to Homecoming, what did you eat?
1: Yeah. Okay, well, I had fried chicken. Shocker. Yep. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I ate there for dinner. I do want to go back for brunch. Yeah, which um, I had planned to um, in my next trip, so we'll see if that pans out. But um, yeah, I had fried chicken. I tried. I I don't even remember what drink. I'd have to go back into like my Instagram stories because I remember keeping track of it. And Mm -hmm. um, but I loved their fried chicken. I believe buttermilk, and so good. I mean, just you know, as as you would describe fried chicken, you know, crunchy on the outside, crispy, and then just. Moist. I mean, people hate that word, but moist. No, but it's inside. true. It's phenomenally good. Yeah, it's, it's so good. scrumptious. Their biscuits are good. Yes. Uh, I don't remember what I had for a side. I might have had mashed potatoes. Um, well, the – Mashed uh, potatoes and
0: something else. It comes with the mashed potatoes. If you, it, Yeah. It comes with the cheddar biscuit, mashed potatoes, and coleslaw, mm. right? Does it come with coleslaw? The uh, – no, no, no. You know what comes with coleslaw? Their pulled pork dish, I think, comes with coleslaw on the okay, side. Okay, because I don't think I had phenomenal. coleslaw. That's, that's uh-huh. good. What is – yeah, I, I – because I've had the fried chicken there, too. I mean, uh, some of the fried chicken dish comes with donuts. They have its own dish where you could order fried chicken right. and donuts, which is really good. Yeah, my and I wife, hear their donuts yeah. are very good.
1: The oh, sugar they're donuts. Good.
0: <laughs> they're good. <laughs> they're served with this, uh, I guess it's a maple syrup thing. Yeah. It's insanely good. Uh, but, uh, yeah, those two restaurants alone make Disney Springs worth it. That's, for mm-hmm. me, one of the challenges of Disney trip planning now is that when I book my vacations, when I plan my meals, I'm thinking, okay, well, I want to be in the theme park at this time, but at the same time... I want to go to Disney Springs, and how you allocate your time is very challenging. Very yeah, challenging. you
1: you find if there's there's so much to do, and the list keeps growing, uh, especially with all all the new things that have sprung up and just around Disney property in the last decade, you know, especially the last like five years, and <laughs> you want to do it all, and then you realize in order to do it all, I got to be staying there for like a month, <laughs> you know, just to thing. like check everything off on your list that you want to experience. Like I want to eat everywhere at disney springs you know i don't want to pick one restaurant
0: everywhere i'm with you on that
1: um yeah and uh speaking of which with the with the changes to disney springs i find is just at a whole nother level um from what downtown disney used to be i like disney springs so much more Although to be fair i was never old enough to go to pleasure island which I mean, I I can't... People went there. I'm assuming they enjoyed it. I I can't say anything about that. I was a child. But um, aside from that unknown, uh, yeah, Disney Springs, I love it. Uh, And Sprinkles is a a spot that I now stop at pretty
0: often. Sprinkles, sure. Get the Cupcake ATM.
1: Uh (laughs) Yeah, the Cupcake ATM. Um, Yeah, and just like walking around there too out of the shopping area is, is gorgeous. And, although, I don't really buy too much from Disney Springs. Mm. I, I normally go there to eat. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Oh, uh, besides... Th- that's actually a total lie, because besides World
0: of Disney... Well, uh, do you go to Marketplace co-op? Is that what you're thinking?
1: No, because I'm thinking... Like, I was thinking the clothing stores or, like, mm. jewelry and more of the high-end stuff. And, and uh... Like, I, I look around Uniqlo, but I don't really get anything at that particular one. But... Then I completely forget. Obviously, I'm shopping at World at Disney. Yes, for great something. Store. And then, of course, when I'm there, I'm at least window shopping at the very least at uh, the pin trading area. Mm-hmm. To <laughs> so those two things, yeah, I'm definitely shopping. But besides that, I'm I'm there to, to eat and to take some photos.
0: Um, Speaking of pin trading, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: Oh yeah, I, I was gonna um I was gonna say too. I don't know what's going on with the AMC down there. Mm. Um, but I was I did try out the amc for the first time last year and uh to watch toy story 4 oh nice and which i enjoyed and i was trying to find my seat and i had no idea how large this theater is Mm -hmm. where like i ended up which i didn't even know was a thing there i ended up getting these like balcony seats Yes. which I had no idea how to get to until I got to the staircase and I was lost. And I'm, I'm thinking, did I exit the theater? I don't know where I am because I, I exited the staircase and I was back in the hallway. And I'm like, what's yep. going on? And then when I was leaving, I also couldn't find my way out. And I'm like, okay, just follow yep. the exit signs. Where are the exit signs? You know? um, but that place is huge. It's a massive <laughs> theater. It's massive.
0: And that's, you know, right next to there now. You got the NBA experience and you have that, uh, what's the name of the place? Uh, City Works Is that the, the pub that opened up? Yeah. Isn't there yeah.
1: some... Uh, um, oh, gosh. I know what you're talking about. I, I forget the <laughs> name
0: offhand, but yeah. I can picture it because I you know, went from the video reviews I've watched of it. But mm. there, there is a lot to do there. Uh, I went to Pleasure Island years ago,
2: uh-huh.
0: and the memories I have of it, there was a dance club called Mannequins, I think, that had a revolving dance floor. So you would be on the dance floor and it would spin uh-huh. you around while you're out there. And uh-huh. for me, someone who is never a good dancer... That made it even more challenging. Uh, <laughs> and then they had this place. I think it was called the Beach Club. No, not the Beach Club. But there was some very popular mainstream music uh, type par- uh, club with the dance floor. I remember that. And then they had a comedy club. I remember going to one of the comedy shows with my dad there. Very family friendly. And uh, I never went to the Adventurers Club. That's something that people talk about now. I never had been there. But uh, yeah, those are some of the memories I have of Pleasure Island. I prefer the way it is now. Because Um, now the area where Pleasure Island was, there's so many more great restaurants and (laughs) snack shops. And they have that Gideon's Bakery coming to... That
1: just opened... That's going to open up, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's unbelievable. If you haven't tried a Gideon's cookie, it's... Never. That alone (laughs) is worth the trip to Florida. That alone is worth the the flight. Uh But um, very good. My next question for you tonight is this. Uh, I want to talk transportation, Disney transportation. So somebody says to you... Okay, so I got you your room at Grand Floridian.
2: Yeah.
0: You got your dinner at the boathouse. Now go home, get some rest. The next day, you're going to go to a park. You have a choice. You could take Skyliner. Mon- pretend this all makes sense, because in the real world, this doesn't <laughs> make sense, because they these, these yeah. go to different destinations. But you could take yeah. Skyliner, Monorail, bus, or boat. What mode of transportation do you use? I'm assuming it's not going to be bus.
1: Uh, not bus. Right. It is absolutely 100% Skyliner. Skyliner, okay. 100%. Tell me why. I I was fortunate enough to try it out in my trip uh, at the end of January, beginning of February. Uh, so Skyliner then was about a little over a month old, month and a half, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Or maybe not, older than that.
1: Well, it had this whole thing where it closed for a while. I mean, I don't know.
0: It was a few months old. I remember that. It opened up, then there was that accident, and then it closed yeah. back down for a period of time. Which
1: but... I was, um, that would have been heartbreaking because I originally had a planned trip with my family in October, and we were going to arrive there, it ended up getting canceled, but we were going to arrive there on the, uh, I think the second day it was open, which was yes. the day that the crash happened. Uh,
0: we, was I was, I state, think, right? this is crazy, I can't remember, so I think I was yeah. there then for my annual uh, Halloween trip that I did with my friend oh, yeah. Joe and my brother Neil. But uh, um, anyhow, go ahead, keep going. Yeah, so we, we
1: were we were staying at the boardwalk, and one of the things we were excited about, we were going to stay at the boardwalk, and one of the things we were going to we were excited about was, okay, the Skyliner's going to be right there, and it's sure. just about to open right when we're there. Excellent, we're going to try out the t- Skyliner. Well, what would have happened is our first day down in Florida, we were going to visit a family friend's house. So mm-hmm. we wouldn't have been in Disney most of the day, so we weren't going to try the Skyliner out that day. That was the day that the Skyliner had the crash and then subsequently shut down for a period. So we would have returned back to the boardwalk only to find out the news that the Skyliner is now closed indefinitely and would have had our hearts completely shattered to pieces. I mean, we still would have been at Disney, but that would have been (laughs) quite the shock. Um, Luckily, everyone was okay. Sure. But, um, yeah, I was able to try it out, though, when I went in January. And that was I was staying at Caribbean Beach, which Mm -hmm. I, I was doing so much uh recon research in that area because that area is absolutely beautiful but i'll go on that tangent in a bit
2: um,
0: yeah that's no, a great
1: area <laughs> so, right well
2: yeah great.
1: yeah i was staying at caribbean beach so the skyliner the main station is obviously right there mm-hmm. and i gotta tell you when we were talking about uh dahlia lounge with the vantage point that's pretty unique i mean this is a whole new vantage point also and again it's in a central location on disney world property right and you're, you're essentially floating i mean you're dangling really but i'll call it floating um over these beautiful resorts you really see the the colors of caribbean beach you do very yes i agree uh, with that, 100%. and the different sections and you see how vibrant the whole landscape is especially now that it's just finished renovation right and um It's such a convenient way to travel, too, because unlike the buses, unlike the boats, unlike the monorail, you're really not waiting for the next vehicle to arrive. Right. Um, Anytime there was a line, uh, the longest line I encountered was exiting Epcot after the fireworks. Makes sense. Yeah, and it it looks pretty backed up. But since it's continuous, you know, it's a continuous flow, I really, it only took me about five minutes to get on a skyliner and the trip is rather quick it's not bad at all and the trip i mean as opposed to a bus where okay you take a bus you wait on a line the bus can't fit everybody waiting so then you have to wait for the next bus and especially
0: true now with some of the rules they put into place with the uh, park reopening so skyliner is definitely preferable right now
1: Mm -hmm. and it has such beautiful views uh, you don't feel crammed because you have, I mean, I, I didn't, I don't know, but other people, but I didn't feel crammed because you have the windows and it feels a little open. I never really had an issue with it getting hot in there.
0: Neither did because, I. Because right. um,
1: the open ventilation worked very well. And I was traveling back and forth on the Skyliner in the middle of the afternoon, you know, where it's hottest. And um, I mean, just logistically alone, I would choose the Skyliner just because the, the trips were so quick. I mean, I was, I exited out uh international gateway and in Epcot after the fireworks. And right. I sure, got back the, to my hotel
0: room. Right. Yeah, because it's right. What outside. hotel were you at then on that trip? You were I was at, at, the... at Caribbean Beach. All oh, right. So you yeah, this uh for those listeners that don't know, when you go out the international gateway entrance, the skyliner's right there. Literally the entrance yeah. is right there.
2: Yeah,
1: so the back entrance of Epcot, yeah, right where World Showcase is in between France and the UK pavilion. Right. There's the exit. You exit out there to your left there's going to be the friendship boats that's really just for the resorts around crescent lake like a beach club yacht club boardwalk swan dolphin um then to your right just a couple steps further is the skyliner can't miss it they're literally giant gondolas (laughs) flying overhead and i was able to exit out of epcot and i was back in my hotel room and and this includes me walking from the skyliner um
0: like 20 something minutes and it was See, that's phenomenal uh because yeah. anyone that's been to disney knows that when you leave the park
2: yeah
0: at that time when you did after the fire it was you said it was in the evening after the uh, yeah, fire after the fireworks So <laughs> it could very well be a mob scene uh <laughs> I, i'm with you on that answer too i love 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 the skyliner i got as a holiday gift last year before i even had written it a magic band for the skyliner and i, oh, I, I love you? that thing um You know, I remember going to Disney years ago and staying at the beach club on vacation with my family and falling in love with the friendship boats. We used to take those to the parks. And I I love those now. I mean, when I go on those, I feel nostalgic and uh, thrilled just to be on them because there's something fun about boat transportation. That's not a way most of us travel regularly. But with that being said, the views you get on the Skyliner, the perspective that introduces to you, changes the whole way you look at disney world we know disney is like a city and we know how massive it is but like you said antonio when you're going over caribbean beach and you see those vibrant colors and you see the riviera and you could see epcot and hollywood it's it's just phenomenal it's very unique that's it's a very unique experience and I love even when it pulls out of the station, the way it kind of takes off. It's exciting. It's an attraction. The Skyliner is a legit attraction. I wouldn't call the boats an attraction. Those are fun. The Skyliner is an attraction.
1: Oh, absolutely. I agree with you on that. It's an attraction. And two things I want to I mention about uh, what you just sure. said. First thing, with the whole perspective, I kind of I didn't really think about that until like this particular thing I'm about to mention, until right this moment when you were describing it. But you could almost equate it to, Um, the age-old debate, would you rather take the ferry or the monorail to Magic Kingdom? And a a lot of times the people who pick the ferry um, like having the castle in view and slowly become closer and closer and closer. And you kind of get a similar effect when you're about to enter towards a park on the Skyliner where you see that perspective. And then, for example, Hollywood Studios, you're pulling in and you see like Tower of Terror from far away and it starts getting closer and closer and closer. (laughs) And the anticipation builds up, and you're like, oh, gosh, I'm almost there, and this is great, and you're taking on the whole experience. I know Um, what you're saying. Yeah, that's amazing.
0: Um, And at the same time, you know, I I find when I leave the parks, Mm -hmm. I certainly like taking the big boats from the Magic Kingdom to the TTC and leaving, for example, Hollywood Studios on the Skyliner. There's something about looking back at the parks as you leave which I, I, it's very hard for me to put into words. And this probably my, reflects my own being just a weird person. But to, to me, it's like very satisfying. It's a good closing moment for that theme park trip, if that makes any sense. It's like, yeah, you know, I, I look back, I see Cinderella Castle, I see the park, and mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun there. It's like one of those moments where you're just grateful to be at Disney.
1: Yeah, sure. And then um, also the second thing was, you were saying how you... Um, how you exit the stops and when you take off into the air, yeah. so to speak. <laughs> um, opposite of that, quite the shock and warning for those who haven't been on the Skyliner yet. When you enter into a station, yes, you're, you're, you're coming in pretty hot. You, you are. You're, you're, you don't realize how fast you're going until that station is right there in front of you. And yes. then you come careening it on the line in a dive bomb fashion. You're like, Whoa, wait a minute. But it slows down right on time. It's
0: perfectly safe. Uh-huh. Uh, except for yeah. that crash, you know, except for the crash on the second there's been day. No, uh, there's been about. no incidents. Um, uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It really is a yeah. lot of fun. It's my favorite mode of transportation. Uh, and I love when you're driving on the road in Disney, the way the Skyliners are right next to you. And I love the individual personalities of each vehicle showcasing different characters and attractions. It's really very cool. Uh, mm. Are you yeah. ready for my next question?
1: Yeah, yeah. Gut instinct. Let's, let's
0: hear it. You have a fast pass. Do you take... Pretend Rise of the Resistance has fast passes. Do you take fast Got pass it. for Rise of the Resistance or Flight of Passage?
1: Flight of Passage. Flight of Passage.
0: Whoa, I was not <laughs> expecting that answer. Tell, tell right? me why.
1: Okay, so Flight of Passage, and the reason why I say that immediately is because Flight of Passage, uh, even having ridden... Um, Rise of the Resistance again in my January trip. Uh, Flight of Passage is still my favorite attraction on Walt Disney World property, pending how I feel about uh, the new uh, Mickey attraction Runaway, Runaway. But I don't don't see that being my favorite (laughs) in Disney World. But anyway, um, yeah, Flight of Passage is my favorite, and the reason why is because I remember the first time I rode Flight of Passage. It was such a surreal experience. That I was literally exiting in tears, like that was amazing. You know, right. I, I know other people have uh, similar sentiments. Um, and then my first time writing Rise of Resistance, that was oh, well, you know, I, I that's a whole story too. Um, and I did a I did a three 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 or four part post on my Rise of that. Resistance story.
0: Yeah, I do remember. That. Um,
1: it was a whole debacle, and maybe that hindered the experience a bit, but. I do enjoy Flight of Passage more than Rise of Resistance. I think some of that has to do with me not being the big Star Wars fan. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen all the films. I'm enjoying Star Wars land as a theme park land, not as a nostalgic fan. Mm -hmm. But I got to tell you, um, although Rise of Resistance may not be my favorite attraction in Walt Disney World, I sure hope that the attraction is a sign or a stepping stone for what's to come in the future because Mm -hmm. that is beyond just an attraction it is a full-on immersive experience because you have the cast members in there and they're acting as the first order and you have all these different characters and you're literally being brought through a story in a way that you haven't been before at at least at walt disney world that i've experienced and agreed with it is I, i can totally see especially a star wars fan just being completely blown away by the entire thing, personally, yes. I still love Flight of Passage because I cannot believe I flew on the closest thing to a dragon that <laughs> I think I'll ever get. But, um, I and I think another reason why I, I like Flight of Passage a little better, speaking of which, is because the experience is so intimate. In that, yeah, they're so they're so surreal in different ways. Rise of Resistance was such like a full on experience, sensory mm-hmm. overload like amazing you're literally within a story and then flight of passage is intimate in that you really feel like you're flying on a banshee and right. and i always go back to how you sit down on this motorcycle looking thing and they they hook you up and when you're flying you literally feel the banshee breathing underneath you yes which was insane you know that, that took me by surprise I'm like whoa what the heck was that that thing is breathing you know and you're just fully immersed in a more virtual fashion. Right. And I I think I care more for that kind of intimacy than, um, the immersive experience that star Wars provided. But again, I think that's because I'm really not a big (laughs) star Wars guy.
0: Yeah. I, it's, um, I love both attractions.
1: Yeah. It's a fair matchup.
0: Yeah. You are correct. When you say that rise of the resistance is more of an experience, Because you start off in one vehicle, then you take, then you walk, you have photo Mm -hmm. opportunities, and then you get in the final vehicle. I don't want to say a lot of people still haven't ridden it at this point. So, um, and are purposely, I've never seen so many people avoid YouTube videos of an attraction like they have (laughs) for Rise of the Resistance, but um, it's a great attraction. Flight of Passage is. You know, I've been on that attraction now so many times because I've been to several after-hours events at the Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And each time, I just find... I, at this point when I'm on it, I just laugh through it. It's such <laughs> an amazing experience. And it's a thrill ride without being an overly intense thrill ride at all. I find that even for people that have motion sickness, one of my friends does, and we rode it together, he had no issues with Flight of Passage. Uh. It's a very smooth ride. Um, yeah, it's great. It's great. Do you like avatar as a movie more than the star wars movies
1: good question i have only seen some of the star wars films mm-hmm. um hmm. i'd say yeah i mean i'm certainly more excited for james cameron to finally finish yeah.
0: <laughs> next <laughs> year know, the sequels <laughs>
1: yeah yeah so he says him and george are you know but um yeah i'm certainly more excited for that but i think I'm just more invested in the story. Again, the only reason even why I finally got around to watching some of the Star Wars films is because Disney is now taking over. And I feel like I need, I, I can't, Disney can't own something that I don't know much about. So right. I, like I need to, yeah. I find I'm obliged to, um, to at least have some sort of basic knowledge of what's going on here. You know, especially yes. when they devote an entire land to it. I want to be a little bit familiar.
0: I agree. I, I really, um, I can't think off hand of uh, something else for me. Well, you know, I will say this. One of the things I've done while staying home, I'm taking this opportunity to just watch a lot of the animated movies that I've never seen before. There were some. Oh, sure. Like, uh, I never saw Pocahontas. I never saw. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even see Milan until recently, which I know is crazy. Because not <laughs> I'm a huge movie fan. I see so many uh-huh. movies. And I said, I can't be a Disney fan like I am and not see these movies. So uh-huh. um, I'm catching up on stuff like that. And I, I know what you're saying. If if Disney's mm-hmm. going to own Star Wars, you want to at least have seen several Star Wars films.
1: Yeah, it's uh, a basic knowledge. I don't know what's going on if I want to enjoy some parts of the land, you know? Right. But um, right. Which actually yeah. I don't find you have to because like it's pretty immersive as just like an alien world if you want to appreciate it like yes. that. Yes. Um, which ironically was also a critique for some people who didn't enjoy it. Like what's the difference between it being Star Wars and just some alien world besides the characters and – and the um, Millennium Falcon.
0: Fair point. I I did hear people complain there wasn't... I mean, it basically features many characters that are not (laughs) classic characters. But, you know, Star Wars is such a part of pop culture at this point that even the characters... Like, my wife, for example, she's not a Star Wars fan. I don't think she's even seen any of the movies. But in Disney World, we met Chewbacca at one point, and she had a great time because everybody knows Chewbacca. Yeah, of course. Some characters are so iconic that... uh, you don't have to be a fan of the movies to enjoy those moments that, that you have mm-hmm. there. Um, the millennium Falcon, particularly at night presents one of the best photo opportunities in Walt Disney world. I, I love oh, being yes. in front of that at night. It's really, really special. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get the mountains on the background too. You get the mountains in the background, which is great. Mm-hmm. All right. Antonio. And, my uh, next good.
1: Oh yeah. I, I was going to say going back to, um, you're watching Pocahontas and Milan and the Disney animated films. Uh, I did that actually two years ago. Well, three years ago. Yeah. Into two years ago, because it took me about a year to do it. And I I found as a Disney fan, if somebody asked me what was my favorite Disney animation film, like just Disney animation studios, not mm-hmm. including Pixar or any other, um, I didn't know the answer. And I was on a mission to find out that answer. Right. So what I did was I put all 56 films at the time, there were 56, um, 56 Disney films in a bracket, mm. and I literally watched them matchup by matchup. So let's say you had okay, Pocahontas versus Mulan. I'd watch Pocahontas. Right. I'd watch Mulan right after that. And then I would make a decision.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I would go to the next matchup and do the same thing. And I would do that literally each round. So sure. next round I would literally rewatch the film for like a fresh perspective. And um th- that's why it took me a year to do it but
0: I i'm in awe to... of you right now i'm in awe <laughs> of you
1: yeah i mean everything like literally every film from beauty and the beast to oliver and company to the black cauldron which i still boggles my mind as to how that's a disney film but because that's just so different from the rest but um i did learn a lot from watching all those about my taste in disney film um you remember
0: what the final two were
1: Yes, Wait, what um, the final two, the final ended up being Tangled versus Wreck-It Ralph, what? which is, wow. <laughs> right? What won, I mean, what was number one? Tangled ended up winning, Tangled. but mm. Tangled is my favorite film as far as Disney Animation Studios. Um, Wreck-It Ralph isn't my second favorite. I, when going back to it, I ended up deciding that uh, Hunchback was my second favorite, Okay, which I appreciate a lot more as an adult than a child. I feel like that's a that's a film that definitely you appreciate more as an adult, more so than maybe some of the other Disney Renaissance films. But it's so dramatic. It's so epic. Right. <laughs> but yeah, um, Tangled first, Hunchback second. Hunchback ended up losing to Tangled in the semis. This is how the bracket ended up unfolding. Mm-hmm. And I found that I think I'm actually a fan of the revival era. So the current era that we're in. More so than the ever popular Renaissance era from the '90s, you know, with the, uh, with Little Mermaid, uh, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Aladdin, Lion King, you know, all those powerhouses, Tarzan, right. Hercules, Pocahontas, Milan, you yeah, know, all sure. those. Um, I, I found that, according to the bracket, the way I was, advancing these, these movies, it, apparently the revival era has a little bit of an edge in my preference, which is interesting. Um, and I what think the- that. Good. I think it just, like, speaks to my taste in film where a lot of these films, like, Tangled and uh, the revival started with Princess and the Frog and that the princesses take on a whole different character. You know, and I think that goes with um, how society is now as, like, just how we portray uh, protagonists and I feel like again going back to the emotional roller coaster. It's a different style of storytelling mm-hmm. that I think I appreciate a little bit more. Um, Wreck It Ralph is one of my favorites because Vanellope von Schweetz is one yeah. of, has become one of my favorite characters.
0: She's a great character.
1: Her story arc, but um, yeah, I don't know. I found it interesting.
0: Uh, so, um, what do you think? Like when when we go to the classic classic movies, the older films, uh, which ones are your favorites from that period?
1: okay um dumbo was my favorite when i was a child a very young child mm. i was told that from my parents that i would watch dumbo almost every single day hmm. and recite it verbatim and especially the part i think i can you know in the beginning with casey jr song was going sure. um then i look back at it and i'm like wow you guys will let me watch such a
0: depressing film. It is <laughs> okay, depressing. That okay, was okay. yeah, a tough like, movie oh to watch.
1: Gosh. It's not, yeah. it's,
0: I don't find it to be a fun
1: movie. Yeah, it's definitely not a fun movie. Uh, the the storyline <laughs> is, I mean, baby elephant gets separated from mother after already being tortured by <laughs> fans for being yes. bigger, you know? So, um. but I mean, it's uplifting in a sense, but not really in the modern sense. I mean like, okay, everything turns out okay at the end, but I mean, I still enjoy the film. Definitely, it's still mm-hmm. uh, from a nostalgic perspective. It's, it's still up there, but um, Dumbo's one that I really like. Um, as I grew older, Hercules was uh, the new favorite. Mm. Um, and I think that was just me getting into athletic and sports and just having this like strong guy become a hero in the classic sense, defeating monsters and all that. That age sure.
0: kid, you know. It's a good yeah. movie. It's a very good movie, yeah. Hercules. Yeah, funny too. I mean, <laughs> Hades it is... It is funny. Good music. Funny. Very good music in that movie.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. And, uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking now of the opening, you know, with the...
0: The like opening Castle is Cruise. great. That, and <laughs> The uh, the love song that Ariana Grande sang on the um, Disney sing-along special that they aired during the stay-at-home period.
1: Did she do um, I Won't oh. Say I'm in Love?
0: Yes, or? that's the one. Yeah. Great song. Great song.
1: Yeah, Megara's. Um, yeah, so then yeah, as you grow older, Hercules was a favorite of mine, but I guess other classic classics, I'm not.
0: Hmm, let's see. What do you think of Cinderella? Uh,
1: Cinderella, <laughs> I'm not the. I'm really not the biggest fan of Cinderella. Okay. Yeah, I. I mean, I don't want to say I don't like it, but I think it's a little too classic storyline for me. I mean, I I don't know if it's just because, like, okay, everyone's way familiar with the story. And um, she's like, okay, you already know what's going to happen. I find it a little. I I do find it a little boring, (laughs) Cinderella. And I just. Maybe that's because it's overtold. Like, I just heard it so many times. It's the classic of classic films. Yeah, it's like
0: in the Disney film canon, it is. To me, it's like the, the centerpiece. I'm a bigger fan of it than you are, for sure. Yeah. But I, I, I know what you're I saying. Understand. I
1: you You know, like for, for princesses, um, Mulan is probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she had an emperor bow to her. So that that's brownie points right there. Sure. <laughs> but saved an entire kingdom, even though she didn't really know what she was doing at first. But anyway, <laughs> that's how you progress as a character. That's but, true. Um. Yeah, Cinderella, not the biggest fan. I don't remember what its fate was in the bracket. I'll have to like look back at that. But I'd be curious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll search it. But I hope it Cinderella... didn't lose to
0: something like Beat the Robinsons or something like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'll let you know. But <laughs> I don't know if it would lose to that. But I know uh, I discovered doing that bracket. I discovered um, that I was a big fan of uh, Great Mouse Detective
0: great movie never saw it before great movie That's an like, wow, this is back. actually i actually really enjoy this film yeah really good movie really really good film um another one
1: was fox and the hound okay, i hadn't yeah. watched that before either and that one got to me that eventually lost to beauty and the beast but that makes sense mm, yeah um where
0: does cinderella end up
1: oh cinderella oh cinderella lost a great mouse detective
0: did really okay, <laughs> Which, yeah. okay well I'm, I'm uh, great, Mass Detective is a great movie, so, so I'm I'm cool with that. Um, my next question for you tonight let's do maybe two more because we are already at almost an hour, which is amazing. I, I love talking to oh. you about this stuff. We got to have you on Ooh, for more boy. Disney stuff. <laughs> so, um, my next Disney question for you is uh, taking some recent news, new, new uh, paint design, Cinderella Castle, without having seen it in person yet. Mm-hmm. Do you? Do you like it more or less than the old version?
1: Okay, so I think I like it a little more. Okay, I, I think I like it a little more. I under i didn't understand what the heck was with the pink at first when they're announcing. It. Okay, it's going to be pink, and I was like, okay, why? <laughs> you know, and um, because the first thing everybody you know thinks is like, okay, well, Sleeping Beauty's castle is pink. That's Sleeping Beauty's castle. Why are you making it pink and gray? Because that's mm. Disneyland, and then, you know, OK, I understand that the pink is in reference to, you know, her mom's dress. Her mom's dress was pink. Everybody thinks of the blue one, but her mom's dress indeed was pink. And then you have the blue accents from the turrets. Yes. On top
0: for her dress.
1: And I think the way what, it came out, at what, least so far. I was
0: going to say, when you mentioned, uh, you know, why is it pink? Like, I, I I knew I had read why it was, and I had forgotten it. So then when you mentioned it just now, it refreshed my memory. Mm. Yes. Yeah, uh, and so the dress like, okay. in the movie was on display, was on the mannequin, and then it uh, mm-hmm. got ruined. So by the so by, the evil stepmother she destroyed it, right? Was it? Yes. Yeah, was, was it her character that destroyed it?
1: Yeah, she she was gonna go to the uh, the stepsisters, I think.
0: Oh, this, maybe the step. All uh, oh, right, they were like ripping at it, or they something. they were ripping like it to. Shred, they they pretty much right. ripped the
1: thing to shreds. You know, I, I think in a new film they kind of just like ruined the shoulder a bit. Right. Uh, I like that Cinderella character less. I, I think she just gives up way too easily, but besides <laughs> talking point. about
0: the the lily james cinderella
1: the lily james one yeah yeah
0: lily yeah, james I mean, who by the way on a totally gossipy note was spotted hanging out with captain america himself chris evans recently in london huh, no kidding yep so that would be a, that'd be an interesting couple
1: yeah that is definitely interesting
0: yeah um
1: wow i wouldn't have seen that coming at all i wonder how that came about
0: this is how i spend my but... free time nowadays i'm reading celebrity yeah <laughs> uh, celebrity uh, gossip like this
1: yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway, with the with the pink, I, I think I do like it. Like I'm trying to imagine, because now I'm seeing more and more photos of it as like the cast member previews, and then today was the first annual pass holder preview. Mm-hmm. And as I'm seeing more and more photos of it, um, I'm trying to imagine how I would how it would look in person when I'm walking down Main Street. And I think I do kind of like it a little more, just because it brings a little bit of color. And then for the people saying it's a little bit oversaturated. Um, yeah, the sun will probably fade that out if yes. you have an issue with that. But, again, I don't know how it looks in person, 100%, so I'm not sure if the saturation is just from the photo or you know whatever. But um, I do find that, and it's not fully completed yet, but I do find that I like the artist rendition the best. And the reason why I like the artist rendition is because the gold accents, mm-hmm. like the metallic gold running through the castle, right. was a that, lot more... Yeah yeah it was a lot more prominent and i thought it brought the castle together into one structure because right now my one critique would be with the pink it's a little bit jarring and i can see why people don't like it because we're not used to having it pink we're being more of a similar color to the bottom at the base and now that the it's the top is a completely different color uh it could look like two completely separate sections. And I felt that the gold would make it one cohesive unit and bring, wrap the whole thing up in a bow. Sure. Um, that's my one little critique of it. I haven't seen it in person, so I don't want to go like full blown, you know, I love it. Yeah. You got to
0: reserve judgment for it in person. I do love the blues on there more Mm. that, that I can tell you right away. The blues are extremely pronounced. I think they look spectacular. The Mm. pink, uh, I mean, I, I certainly like it. It's not, I do. I, I can tell you right off the bat, I don't dislike the new look. Uh, in mm-hmm. terms of whether I'm willing to say at this point that I like it more than the old, I'm going to save final judgment on that until I see <laughs> it in person. Uh, yeah. But it's 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 pretty cool. And, you know, the reality is that uh, D- Disney's opening back up. We're recording this on a Thursday, July 9th. I don't even know what day yes. it is. Yeah, what what I- year is it? We'll never forget it's 2020. <laughs> That's something we won't ever forget because this has been a a year that'll stand out, but, um, you know, it's, it's something to look forward to for when we all get to go back to the parks to see the castle like that. It's whether we end up liking it more or less when we see it in person, at least it's something new. It's a, it's a new experience even just seeing the castle, which would be really cool. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, yeah. And, and with changes like these, even major ones, like I'm, I'm on the extremely progressive side when it comes mm -hmm. to changes, I'm normally like, Oh, there's a change. Great. There's something new for me to experience here. Right. And that's exciting. And I trust in Disney's vision and ingenuity. So I can't wait to see what they come up with. That's normally my base mindset. Sure. And then I kind of like go from there. You know, uh, one example where that didn't really work out for me at first was Norway, which I didn't really like how much. I mean, I enjoy the Frozen Ride. It's nice. Uh, I'm not too upset that Malstrom was gone. Not anymore, anyway. But. Um, I found that it started leaking a bit too much into the the showcase. Because like, and we're supposed to the, showcase Norway. The Frozen. You're
0: talking about the, the Frozen. Fro- in everything Frozen. Yes.
1: Yeah, the Frozen ride. Okay, Frozen Ever After in Norway. I enjoyed the ride. It follows the same track as Maelstrom, actually a little bit longer. So as like a legit ride itself, it's pretty similar as far as the track is concerned. Um, I do like... Uh, you kind of go through the movie a little bit. You go through Elsa's Ice Castle. Not through it. You you see it. Um, the character's faces are a little weird, though. I'm not really a fan of those um, animatronic. And then you have like the virtual face plastered yes, on top.
0: What you mean. That's it's, a little uh, strange. That is strange. Uh, <laughs> did Disney do that on another attraction that recently opened where the faces look like that? I don't remember. Uh, but, but certainly, yeah, it's, it's not yeah. your traditional animatronic. It's more of a yeah. modern update on that.
1: That was a bit jarring, but I'm not even upset about the attraction itself. I was a little upset with I know that you should be portraying, in my opinion, you should be portraying the country itself, hence World Showcase, Norway, and I felt like Frozen started to leak a little bit too much into the mm. the cultural experience, because then you walk out of the shop, and now half the shop is literally devoted to Frozen. It is. There's an entire section there, and then um, obviously you have the character meet and greet which is fine but then um you have i mean i don't know it felt like i was walking into arendelle when they were all finished with it and not into norway
0: you do lose your sense of being in norway on that attraction until you get in the gift shop and you see the heli hansen gear and some of the other (laughs) stuff that they sell but um and the troll and the troll but yeah it's um that's a legit complaint, and mm. uh, I certainly know people that feel that way. Uh, my brother, who is a big fan, um, certainly feels that he, he wishes Maelstrom was there. I like Frozen, the the attraction. I, mm. I wish Maelstrom was there. Um, so I'm with you because I just – that was tied to Norway and yeah. the legends of Norway. Mm. Um, but I'm with you. I mean we we all know that famous – quote by walt disney talking about disneyland how it's ever going to be changing and mm-hmm. that's the way it's meant to be and that's kind of the way i look at all this stuff doesn't mean we're going to be happy with every change but yeah but the uh, change is good on this stuff and um because yeah. like you said it gives you something new to do when you're at the park something new <laughs> to look forward to i could tell you that like um when i was there in january I was there in Orlando, uh, I'm kind of repeating myself from previous episodes, but I I was there for a conference and I took some time in the theme parks Mm. to see Galaxy's Edge for the first time. I mean, that's epic change and so exciting, so exciting. Um, And even things like a new snack, a new place to eat, a new restaurant at Disney Springs. Mm. That's one of the things that makes Disney World so great. It's why we keep going back. Not only do we go for the things we're used to that bring us comfort and joy, but we also go for the new stuff. There's so much new stuff to do. Uh, ah. That's why if you're lucky to be able to go back more than once, it's it's <laughs> yeah. a real treat. It's a real thrill. Um, yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: And, and Tony, I'm going to throw, so for my final question for you of the night, okay. it's actually going to be a bunch of like rapid fire. I'm going to throw out, give you choices like this or that. Ah. And I just want to hear your responses to that. Okay. Are you ready? And We're by the way, to keep it to one. <laughs> yeah. And, and <laughs> I'm, I'm actually thinking of these off the top of my head right now. The other ones I had thought of in advance. These I'm thinking uh, of off the top of my head. Okay. Epcot or Magic Kingdom?
1: Epcot.
0: Hollywood Studios or Animal Kingdom?
1: Animal Kingdom.
0: Kilimanjaro Safaris or Living with the Land?
1: <laughs> wow. Uh, safari. <laughs> safari.
0: This is fun. Closer right? than
1: you would think, though. <laughs> this, yeah.
0: this is fun. This is very fun. Uh, beaches and cream or Girardelli?
1: <laughs> beaches and cream. I gotta go to my beach club. <laughs> beaches and true.
0: cream. Boardwalk or beach club?
1: Beach club. Although lately, just ref- I haven't been to beach club in a while, and lately my family shifted into a boardwalk family, so I've been. That's the place I've stayed at the most in the last few years. I'm- I'm Great hotel.
0: Yeah, Great hotel, <laughs> creepy clown pool. <laughs> Someone says you could spend an afternoon in the lobby of Wilderness Lodge or Animal Kingdom Lodge. Where do you go?
1: Who? Uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge. Animal Kingdom Lodge.
0: Yep. Have you been to breakfast at Boma the buffet?
1: I've been to not breakfast, but I've eaten there uh, multiple times for dinner.
0: Okay, so the next question is: dinner at Boma or dinner at California Grill?
1: <sighs> California Grill.
0: I'm gonna give you five more. I'm gonna give you five more. Yeah. Peter Pan's flight or Carousel of Progress?
1: Carousel of Progress. See, Peter Pan's flight pisses me off, and the ride (laughs) is absolutely fine. But it pisses me off how the loading is so slow, slow and inefficient. The wait time is is always an hour plus. Yeah. I I was at an after hours event, and the wait was still a half hour at like one thirty in the morning, and like this is impossible.
0: If you could get a fast pass when we return to that system for Peter Pan's flight, that is the way to yeah.
1: go. Oh, absolutely. You're doing to me right now what I like to do to my Instagram followers with the brackets, yes. with the eliminators. It's it's like, no, pick one. The
0: questions. Throwing out the go questions. Go for premium ice cream bar. Pick one. You know. Sure. You don't have a flight. You know? uh, it's fun. It is fun. And th- <laughs> this was great. Uh, Antonio, uh, love to have you back on again for some more Disney talk, as always. Uh, before we go to the Stuff We Love segment, uh, I mentioned it earlier, but tell our listeners where we can find you on social media.
1: Sure. Um, so mainly I'm on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all at WhyWeDisney. Again, that's W-H-Y, WeDisney. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, do, I post every single day, normally in the evening. Um, right now, I mean, I don't know when we'll... Uh, when you'll publish this but right now i have an eliminator series going with uh, disney world desserts but i'm doing this monthly so next month in august i will have something different it's on the first saturday of each month and mm-hmm. i'll be doing it continuously until i grow tired of it or people tell me to stop <laughs> you know but- hey
0: we love it and we're, we're as i mentioned earlier we're grateful for your posts <laughs> and definitely everybody follow antonio at those uh, at why we disney on those very social media platforms uh, we're going to turn it now to the Stuff We Love segment. This is the part of the episode where tonight Antonio and I are going to tell you a little bit about something we're enjoying right now. Uh, Antonio, what is your Stuff We Love for this evening?
1: Okay, so for Stuff We Love, I was inspired by uh, the question you asked me last time to pick a favorite artist, and I said I liked instrumentals. Right. Um, and I've since evolved into instrumental-esque from that uh, into more house music. One artist in particular I discovered... Uh, His name is Slushy, which I say discovered. I discovered for myself. He's been around for a while (laughs) now. But um, yeah, Slushy's great. They kind of have these, it's like a mix between house style EDM, sometimes depending on the song techno, but I'm not really big on the techno side of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm more of like kind of party, good vibe kind of music. Again, not with really lyrics, but just something I can listen to either in the background or my drive to work, you know, just kind of enjoying the sounds sure um but yeah he's in the same boat as um what is it i dead mouse i think is his name sure and um he does some collabs with other people too um i think he has a couple songs in uh, the rocket league album also and yeah. that like car soccer video game yeah. So, that kind sure, of style of music. yeah so yeah i would say slushy as an artist my favorite
0: Awesome. Thank you for that. I, um, as you were talking, I was looking him up on Spotify and I'll be sure to listen to some of his tracks. So that's a great (laughs) recommendation. Uh, my stuff we love tonight is a movie I watched the other night on Netflix. It's uh, called the half of it. It's a movie that came out earlier this year and I had heard good things about it. And actually on one of the movie podcasts I listened to, they said it was one of the hosts said it was one of the best movies she had seen in 2020. Not that there's been a ton of movies in 2020, (laughs) which is kind of what they were talking about on that episode. But I guess it would fall into the teen movie category, and it's a a romantic drama comedy uh, dealing with a situation where this girl that's not too popular uh, but who's very bright and writes students' papers for them and gets paid to do it, so she's kind of (laughs) cheating for them. uh, It's paid by a, a, a classmate to write a love note to a girl that he has a crush on who happens to be a girl that she has a crush on as well. So uh, it's uh, a very good movie. Uh, the half of it, yeah. I I really really enjoyed it. You know, sometimes Netflix makes these teen movies and they're not that good. I mean, I when I was younger, uh, Antonio, I'm I'm older than you, so now I'm talking to you as an elder person. with You know, <laughs> but I mean, I the teen movies that I grew up on were American Pie. I remember seeing in college. Ten Things I Hate About You. Can't Hardly Wait. I mean, these are classic teen movies, and I've always loved that genre. Netflix. Makes a lot of teen movies, and many of them are just not that good. This was legitimately good, like really high quality movie. So that is my stuff. We love the half of it. I encourage everyone to go watch that.
1: Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Because I've I haven't heard of that film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the first I'm hearing of half of it. I'm looking it up now, and I see it has a 97% of Rotten Tomatoes right now.
0: It's gotten very good reviews. Yeah. It's very rare when a movie in the teen genre or horror genre get very right. good reviews from the critics so that's what if it does it means something it's it's that's significant very telling yeah yeah absolutely yeah check it out and, it's a real good film yeah, totally. and yeah it's good stuff uh so uh, s- s- what's that good
1: speaking of which by the way um since we're talking about movies have you seen parasite
0: i did see parasite yes
1: yeah because that movie. was cuckoo crazy nuts <laughs> yes it was <laughs> that, that film i mean it's a career you have to watch in subtitles so if you get past that point you know, it's definitely recommended
0: by me. And another movie question for you before we wrap up. Did you watch Hamilton mm-hmm. on Disney Plus?
1: I did not yet. My okay. parents did. They yes. loved it a ton. Yes. Um, I haven't seen it. Uh, I, pl- I planned on watching it last Friday when it first came out. And then I got preoccupied with something else and then found out it was two hours and 40 minutes. And I said, oh, OK, I'll, I'll save it for another time. Then I don't have that.
0: Yeah. it's. it's right now, um, I'm going to give you a recommendation because I watched it last Friday watch it with the subtitles on because okay. by reading the lyrics, it enhanced my own understanding of what was happening. Cause it's a very fast paced show and sometimes okay. things can just go right past you. So for me, I found that I was able to stay pace with what was happening by having the subtitles on. Um, and I'll leave you with a oh. controversial statement. I saw Hamilton, not with the original cast, but with the second cast, I saw it maybe a year ago, two years ago. I really don't remember when, but, uh, it's not that I didn't like it. It's just that I didn't, I didn't love it. You know, people love it, and huh. um, I was sitting in the back of the orchestra. I wasn't up close when I watched it on Disney Plus.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I liked it immensely more than when I saw it in person because what Disney Plus did with this, and what Thomas Kail, the director who filmed, he was the director of the musical, and he filmed the musical. Okay, he was able to put you, the viewer. On stage with the actors, so you could see every facial expression. You, mm-hmm. I mean, when you sit in the back of the orchestra, you're just seeing figures on a stage. When you're sitting at home watching a movie, and by the way, this is nothing against live theater because I'm a fan of live theater, and the, I mean, I grew up on so many classic musicals and I love them. But it's there was something to be said for something like Hamilton for seeing the action up close, the way you 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 are able to do on film that I liked it more on film than I did in person. And most people completely disagree with that. Most people would say there's nothing like seeing it in person. I prefer Um, seeing it on Disney plus. Well,
1: well, I guess it's the, uh, that's a, that's a debate of atmosphere versus, uh, I don't know, perspective, maybe out of vantage point. I don't know. I, I mean, I could totally see what you mean with the, you know, you get a more intimate experience where you see them a lot closer than you would. Right. At, and like, a you know, further out in the crowd. But, um. Yeah, I mean, I guess the argument for seeing it there would be watching a sporting event on TV or, you know, live, going to a concert, listening to it on, you know, Spotify or something, live music true. versus going there live. You know, it's um different experience. But, um, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I have zero opinions on it. I actually just recently learned it was about Alexander Hamilton. I had that no idea. That <laughs> is true. no idea what it was about. You know, I just knew there was Lin-Manuel Miranda and right. there was some rapping involved. Right. And I, I really didn't know much about the plot, but now it makes sense as to why it's called Hamilton. <laughs>
0: there you go. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Why We Disney the musical. <laughs> That'll be, be great. All about your Instagram account. But, um, you know, it's funny though, because I remember when I saw Hamilton in person, I was sitting next to a woman who was there from England, if I recall correctly. She had a British accent. And when the lights went down, She was literally shaking like she was like she was with her boyfriend, I guess. And she was like, I could hear her giddy with excitement. She was laughing and was Uh, so excited to be there in person. It was very. Another thing, by the way, the reason I think I I prefer the home experience is the, the Hamilton in New York is playing at the Richard Rogers Theater. And that's a very old theater. The leg room is horrendous, as is the case with many theaters. And. Hamilton's a long show. It's about two hours, 40 minutes. And when you're sitting in a cramped space like that for that long, it takes away some of the enjoyment. It's not one of the more comfortable theaters I've oh. been to. But uh, anyhow, it, it is good. It's it's really worth seeing. And it's a, it's a remarkable achievement. It's an artistic achievement for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I hear pretty much exclusively glowing reviews about Hamilton. You got to see Hamilton. You got to see Hamilton. And, yes. I mean, I, I will watch it very soon maybe even this weekend but um i I wouldn't have had much interest if it didn't have such glowing reviews like okay i gotta see what the what this
0: is all about you know and there's there's a lot of scenes in iron man 2 i like more than hamilton by the way for the record Uh. (laughs) there's a lot of scenes in iron man 2 i like more than hamilton and i liked hamilton a lot don't get me wrong i did (laughs) but i really like iron man 2 i do you're
2: you're Um, a fan
1: of iron man 2 my god no no no
0: it's just uh i'm just saying i i (laughs) <laughs> i really like pretty much all the marvel movies i mean there's a couple i don't like but uh yeah. they're great films anyhow uh antonio <laughs> so problem. thank you for being here tonight i really had a lot of fun talking with you as always it's great great to speak to you again i'm glad to see you're doing well and uh keep up the great post, man. We're, we're all enjoying them
1: yeah thank you no, this is a lot of fun this i mean i i remember last time it, it, the time flew by like crazy this time the time also flew by. I mean, this is the quickest hour, fifty minutes, <laughs> somewhat that I've experienced. We're this almost at great. the
0: length of Hamilton. We're almost at the Hamilton people <laughs> right
1: now. But, Was this the uh, secret goal the whole time? This is it. This is it.
0: <laughs> but anyhow, with the Stuff We Love Podcast, you could find us on Twitter at Stuff We Love Pod. We're on Instagram at Stuff We Love Podcast. You could write to us stuff we love podcast at gmail.com. Our website is stuff we love podcast.com. Please leave those good five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. It makes it easier to for others to find the show. And you can find us on podcast platforms everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud, Spotify, all those podcast platforms. Uh, so uh, to all our listeners, stay well and stay safe and healthy uh, during this time. And uh, use some Disney to get you through these challenging times. I find Disney to be a very uplifting thing in my life, and I'm sure the same is. F- True for you, Antonio, based on our conversation tonight.
1: Oh uh, yeah. That I, I like um I like seeing everybody um express their love for Disney throughout this whole quarantine and a lot of a lot of posts were reminiscing on past times and I yeah. like to um, use my post to just give people, you know, a little bit of normalcy. Like I'm I'm still here posting every day, here's another beautiful photo. Sure. Have something to learn about it, you know. It's awesome. great. There's so much to experience there, so it's a great
0: I agree with you 100%. Uh, thanks again, Antonio. Uh, let's go around the table one more time. I'm Scott. I'm Antonio. And this has been the Stuff We Love podcast.